Hello, welcome to Mediacom's Connected podcast. I'm Sue Uniman, Chief Transformation Officer at Mediacom. And today I'm actually doing the podcast without Andrew because he's um, not very well, he's got tonsillitis. So get well soon, Andrew. But I am delighted to welcome um, for his annual update our global COO and EMEA CEO, Josh Krzyzewski. Hello, Josh. Hello, Sue. How are you? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. And it's very good to see you. You too. So I feel you need no introduction. So I, w- I, I, I won't do I won't do the uh, I won't I won't trawl through your CV. But because everybody knows you and everybody loves you. I'll just kick right off with a bit of a look back to 2020 and um, difficult year. What were you grateful for in 2020? I love that question because we, we you know, I don't. um I don't spend enough time thinking about what I'm grateful for, if I'm honest. And I think it's, I think it's good to do so um, for, for one's own mental health as much as anything else, honestly. So yeah, I think it, it, I, so. I'm grateful for loads of stuff, really. I think probably the first thing I'd say, and it might sound a bit trite, but I'm really grateful for you know all of the people on in the who work in the NHS and everything that they've done. I suppose not just around COVID, although it must have been COVID must have taken taken everybody's attention but I think just you know I've seen firsthand the care that you can that the NHS give um, day in day out and I think it's something that we should just always keep top of mind and and be really grateful for because it's incredible and it puts things into perspective so I think that's the first thing Um, I'm grateful for having a job Um, I think again you know not only have I got a job but I've got a job I love and and I think I'm, I'm very fortunate, so I'm grateful for that. Um, I'm grateful to have a wife who I love um, mm-hmm. and who um, is, you know, a great support to me um, and my kid and our kids. Um, and um, I think, you know, again, sometimes I take that for granted, probably, if I'm really honest. But um, I think the pandemic's definitely put relationships um, to the test. And, and, and um, so I'm, I, I have a lot of gratitude for that. I'm gra- I think I'm grateful to Microsoft Teams, honestly. Yeah. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Bill because Gates. I just, yeah, thank you, Bill Gates. Because honestly, I don't. I mean, I just don't know how we would have carried on without it. Honestly, I think it's been a, a complete lifesaver for us as a business, and and um, you know, I think it will be moving forward as well. So, so I'm grateful for that. For that, bizarrely, I, I'm also, you know, incredibly grateful to everyone at MediaCom. I think people first, better results has really shone through. Um, and I think the amount of goodwill that I've seen has been incredible. Mm. Um, and, you know, I'm working longer hours than I ever have done in my life. You know, and that's not something I'm very proud of, honestly. Mm. Uh, it's not something that I want of our people, um, but it's just a fact right now. Um, but I work with brilliant people who aren't just talented, but also decent human beings um, who want each other to be successful. And I think that goes a long way in our business. And I'm very grateful for that. So so that's, I mean, kind of, those are probably it, the main things that, I'm grateful for. Just on that last point, some of that is a time zone issue, isn't it? Which, um, you know, we, we've kind of, you've got a global role now. Obviously, you need to talk to the Australian market sometimes or Asian market when they're awake. And yeah. is, that, is that partly why? Or is it just the pressure of lots and lots of things going on? I think it's both, honestly. You know, I, I'd love to be able to just say, yeah, you know, I speak to APAC at seven in the morning. And I mean, yes, that does happen sometimes, but it's more, you know, I think it's more the fact that, 
the, the volume of work, you know, we're, we're going through a transformation as a business right now. Yeah. And I have two jobs, honestly, and yeah. I'm working different time zones. So when I want to, so, so if I, if I need to speak to the States, it will often be in the afternoon or evening. And if it's APAC, it's in the morning, but mm. equally my study is next door to my bedroom. And that has implications for, you know, just, I, I, and I, you know, I know I preach how important it is to have yeah. a good blend between your your work and your and your life and how important it is to have headspace and I and I believe that wholeheartedly but also it's quite you know it's quite difficult to switch off from work and I and I and I just think you know yeah for all of those reasons I think and 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 I and you're in, hey you're you're not in a global role you're in a UK role and I'm sure you're working longer hours than you have done in the past as well there is or maybe the I'm not. There, well no there is this expression isn't it that it's not that we're working from home it's that we're living at work and if you think yeah. about it like that, then you really yeah. see the the sense of it. And I guess you could put things down at unusual times, but you also pick things up because there's a lot of things to pick up at, at unusual times or non-conventional working hour times. How how do you think we did um, globally in 2020 as MediaCom? Where did we, we did start? Brilliant. We did brilliantly. I mean, there's no question we did brilliantly. You know, we, we showed unbelievable resilience in 2020. Um, and I say... 2020 I mean you know as people have said we're sort of still in it kind of thing but um we did we showed incredible resilience um and I put that down to our culture um our client relationships and our media owner relationships are as strong as they ever have been and I suppose in some ways the pandemic has served as a good opportunity for us to demonstrate great partnership um to our clients but equally I think you know our clients have been great partners to us as well and and I think that's something that's been you know, wonderful to, 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 to feel part of and to experience. I think, or I hope that our people have felt that we genuinely care about them um, and that we did everything in our power to protect jobs through the pandemic and to provide support to people wherever we possibly could. Um, but listen, as I just said, it's been a year of transition for Mediacom as well. So, you know, we changed our global leadership. Stephen Allen st- stood down. You know, Stephen Allen is was was a, I mean, just such an important leader for us uh, at MediaCom and in, in our industry and in our group. And I think, you know, you know Steve, you know, better than I do. You've worked with him for you'd worked with him for uh, thirty years or so, and 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 you know what a what a fantastic. Um, leader for for our company that he that he that he has been and you know I I, I really I, I felt he was a real mentor to me and I learned a great deal from him and I think that Steve really made us all feel safe and he was you know he was a really important part of of, of what MediaCom is and so that was quite a big thing that he he stepped down and so we changed leadership and obviously Nick took over and Nick is as much a MediaCom as anybody you know, and he's um, he is a real for me. I think he's a cultural glue for MediaCom, and again, a fantastic leader who I've learned a great deal from over the years. And so, you know, we we so we changed global leadership. We launched a new positioning. We launched a new set of products. We've rolled it out across loads of markets, and we've outperformed our competitors. You know, we won uh, Global Agency of the Year uh, in a few different on a few different kind of. You know, there's, there's we won Festival of Media, but also um, Ad Week, and we ended up uh, top of the global new business charts. Um, I think we performed well in terms of both hard and soft measures. And to do all of that in a year of transition is really quite an achievement because you don't, you know, if you look at, you know, I know I always talk about football, but 
when you look at a football, a Premier League football team, when they change their manager mm. and they transition, that can take years to get over. You know, Arsenal, my team, are still getting through it. And, mm. and, and for us to have achieved what we did in the past 12 months in a period of transition, I think is something that we can all be really proud of. And when I say all, I genuinely mean all. Every single person who works at Mediacom in the whole world should feel proud of that because everybody has been part of that. So that's, I think that's that, that's good. And then also our relationship, so I'm saying a lot of stuff here and I'm probably rambling a bit, but I think there's a lot for us to be proud of really. Our, mm. our relationship with Group M is as good yeah. as it's ever been. Um, and I believe we're better together. And I think that we should remember that Group M are a really important factor in our success. Yeah. Um, and um, so, I, I, you know, I want everyone to be conscious of that. And I think also we're closer to our WPP, WPP partners too. Mm. Um, and I think we can be really proud of being part of WPP. I think WPP is actually really starting to stand for something in our industry that's good and that sets the group apart from other groups, you know. And mm. I think that's something that WPP honestly wasn't always like that. It was always about being big and growing and expanding and ex mm. um, acquiring new companies. And But actually now I feel like we're really sort of coming together much more as a group of becoming simpler, I think. There's much more of a focus on ethical stuff, which is really important. And, and so I, I feel quite proud of that. And I think that's something we should be, we, you know, we can put down to as a success for 2020. Um, but coming back to Mediacom, mm. I feel like we're industry leaders. Mm. And I think we're also cultural leaders. And, and I don't think that's a coincidence. And, mm. and I'm proud of that. Um, Me too. Yeah, I think, you know, and I think you should be. And I think also, like, when I think about... <clears throat> some of the things that we've done at Mediacom that we're now starting to see going into the rest of the group like I, I'm really proud to see our mental health allies scheme which was born out of Mediacom UK becoming a WPP initiative now and also you know we, I'm really focused on Mediacom globalizing that mental health um, mm. program uh, and you know our market's really getting behind it. And I and I think it's really important because I think it's really important for me that Mediacom people all over the world feel like they're supported by us, but are able to support each other and also have the tools to look after themselves as well. So those those are some things. I think belonging, you know, you've written a book about belonging in the last 12 months. And that the timing of that, and by the way, it has, has had very good reviews, your book. Um, and you. the timing of that, I think is, perfect and really important and I'm really I'm really proud of the focus that we're having on belonging right now you know we've got the belonging council which I know that you're part of you're, you sit on that council um, I feel like um, we're doing good things around DNI around the world and there's more um, to come I can say from the global belonging council as well not just um it's not just uk focused it's ev everywhere in the world and there's a lot more to come yeah. well i think that's fantastic that's and i think yeah I, I do think it's something that you know black lives matter this year or last year and everything that came out of that i think really shone a light on the fact that whilst we have always been proud of our focus on diversity and inclusion that actually maybe we weren't as good allies as we thought we were you know and actually there's work to be done there and I think that 
it's really good to see that we're doing that. And it's been, you know, it's been really good to see that Kate in the UK has, has done stuff. I, I love the microaggression training that was that we did in the UK and in the worldwide team in, in, in London. And, you know, I think we really want to see change and we want to see more diversity at every level in our business and we have to work very hard on doing that so so you know that was a, I put I, I'm saying it's a tick but I think there's more work to be done there but it's really good to see there's a focus like that I think we feel more like one media comm globally than we ever have done before and I think technology's helped that yeah. definitely you know but I think also seeing people getting behind seeing the bigger picture global positioning um, yeah. and seeing every local market sort of making it their own it's been a real really pleasing thing for me and um and, you know, you and I actually have discussed before, I, I still quote, you, you gave me a chart to use once when I gave a presentation at a conference, and I still talk about it, which is the fact that as a business, it's not when a business is doing badly that you should be cha- you should change the business. It's when, you know, it's not when it's a burning platform or when it's on a downward curve. It's when your business is doing well, that's when you have to change. So we're on a mission to transform Mediacom and everyone seems to be on the bus. We've got really good momentum. And I feel, you know, that... I feel like the energy around the world at the moment is palpable. So, you know, I think that's I think that's really positive. I think, um, you know, it's been good to sit. So I'm really rambling here. And I, You're I will not stop rambling it. at all. It feels okay. like you've got a lot to say and it's really good. So yeah, it's, it's well, good, good well, to hear. I, I feel like, you know, in when I think about the UK business, you know, Kate has really um, she's really focused the, the team on see the bigger picture in a way that and I think that's by the way I think that's really really going to help the UK grow and cross prosper and I think that having the UK getting behind the global positioning is going to really help us grow globally as well and I think the reason I make that point is that actually I think in the UK in the past we have been a bit guilty of not getting behind stuff that isn't invented in the UK um mm-hmm. And I think that we're we're sort of we've overcome that. And I think that so that that's really pleasing. But also I want to I want to mention the US because mm. the US had a fantastic year in 2020. And I've really loved how well they did. And I think that we won heaps of business there. We um, we're starting to feel like we're really realizing our potential in the US. I'm working much closer with the US team and I love it. And I think we've got fantastic talent there. And I think if we win in the US, we win everywhere because of the scale yeah. of that market. So so that's really pleasing. Um, and I think I suppose the final point that I'd make about successes last year is that everybody has made a kind of concerted effort to con- connect with each other on a human level um, at, with each other. And that's something that we had to do because we couldn't see each other in person as much as we wanted to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been that's had a big impact on us. And listen, I don't underestimate the feeling of isolation that many people will yeah. still be feeling. I know I do, but it's been, I think that's been, a, again, a success, I would say, broadly um, in 2020. So, yeah, lots to be proud of, really. So, let's just add to uh, add to some of the builds that you've already made. Where could we have done better in 2020? What would you have liked mm. to see more of? You've said, you know, allyship, we're on a journey. Frankly, everyone's on a journey, um, and uh, we're making really positive steps. But there's a lot more to do, and we all have to take leadership on that. But aside from from that, where do you think we could have done more? I think speed is an issue. Okay. I don't think we're unique in this way, but I wish I wish we could be. I wish we could just move faster. 
I think we I wish we could make decisions faster, wish we could hire faster, I wish we could automate faster. Um, I am very pleased to see that we've committed to agile as a business um, and we're starting to see the fruits of these efforts. But we need to overinvest time into training agile everywhere. And we need to be better as a business and as a group at being quicker. Um, I, you know, I see stuff every day where, you know, we miss out on stuff because we've been too slow. And I think it's a real issue and we need to overcome that. So that that's probably my, that would be my biggest, what could we have done better? And, you know, it's it's hard. It's a really hard thing to to overcome. We're huge, but I think it's a, it's something that we all need to be really focused on. And by the way, I take I take a huge amount of responsibility for that myself in my role. Um, but it's something that I'm really, you know, that that keeps me up at night, definitely. Well, well, we're all going to get our skates on with if if agile is the skates, and it's um as you know, I've been leading the pilot um, with a brilliant team in the UK, and we're now working with um, Lena and the global team. And it's something where, for me personally, it's just been extraordinary how much it adds to both effectiveness and efficiency, but also how how kind of content people are with their working day. So I think this is coming everyone's way. It it does feel a bit weird at first, I'm just going to say, but embrace it because it makes a huge difference. Well, I, I, I have to say, I, I mean, I've, I've lived with this agile thing with you for many years. And I think, yes. that, you know... <laughs> Poor, I mean, I really feel for you, Sue, because you when this dates back to even before I was the CEO of the UK. And I remember you were saying, come on, we've got to do this. We've got to get behind Agile. We've got to, you know, run our leadership team meetings with with a Kanban. You know, we and, and we all sort of went, oh, God, all right, Sue. You know, and we we sort of tried to we tried to kind of keep you happy, but we did it in a really half hearted way. And I yeah. think that. Um, and I think that, you you know, finally, I think and then we, we we tested it in one of the business unit business groups a couple of years ago in the UK and it was successful. But then we didn't properly commit to it. And so it wasn't an overall success, if we're really honest. But I no, think, no, but we learned from that. So that yeah. was failure. That was that was what we learned for, which is why we're going to succeed now. So, yeah, I, well, I, I agree with you. But I, I, it was funny when I am. Um, when uh, you guys presented to us as a global team recently, um, you, you presented the, the plan and. It was so inspiring to see, you know, you and Gareth Allen and Nigel and and Joe and um, everyone talk about it was the way the way people talked about agile. It was like they it was like you were a cult. I mean, it was like like everyone you had this kind of like this kind of thousand yard stare when you talked about <laughs> it in your eyes because you also and it was actually really inspiring. So so um so no, I'm I mean I'm hugely excited about it. Um, I just want to get get you know. As you know, I want to get it, get it, get it going as quickly as possible, really. So moving on to this year, 2021, what do you want us to do? What do you want us to achieve in 2021? Well, I mean, I think as global COO, I'm on a mission to make the world a smaller place. So I want more people without global in their title to do global work, to take part in global initiatives, and to work on global things like pitches and to feel like they have their they can have their Mediacom career anywhere in the world, frankly. And um, I think that's kind of my overall, if I was to try to crystallize where I, what I, you know, my vision of where we're going to be. And I, I really want everyone to get behind, see the bigger picture vision um, to understand its importance. We only need to look at businesses that are going into administration at the moment. And those are businesses that are 
that have failed to basically have failed to see the bigger picture. They failed to look yeah. look beyond their urgent priorities in front of them. Mm. And they've just tried to concentrate on selling more stuff to consumers through their traditional means. Mm. And that is that is I think that is a kind of a real thing for us to really focus on. And mm. and I think that actually also you look at you look at what happened with Visium and iProspect. Visium has now folded into iProspect. Not that I think that would ever happen to MediaCorp because we're evolving and changing, but I think it's a bit of a wake-up call for for us as our own business to, to be able to see the big picture. But also, I think, but but beyond that, I think it's, it's much more expansive than that. <clears throat> I think <clears throat> I think see the bigger picture is a positioning that allows MediaCorp to be the grown-up in the room. Um, it's not just about helping clients see beyond silos, although that's an important part of it, but it's also, you know, really a state of mind. Um, and when I say that, what I mean is I want our people to be able to remind themselves to do it in everything that they do and every decision that they make. Um, I love that. Yeah, because I, I think that's it's a it's really nice platform for us. Mm. And that's what it is, you know. Actually, you know, when I think about how when I'm the happiest, it's when I'm able to sort of rise above the stuff going on day to day in my life and see the bigger picture, have perspective, and yeah, and that's really what have perspective. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so, what else? Um, Listen, I think there's a lot of stuff that we're doing. I could talk a lot about the different areas that 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 we can see the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we've talked a bit about DNI. I think there's a lot we can do in terms of, you know, it's not just about helping clients look at their broad marketing mix. It's also about helping clients think about their purpose in life and think about how they can, how they as well as we can have a better impact on the planet and have a better, yeah. better impact on people. And I think that there are lots of opportunities for us to do that. I think also importantly, I want our people to feel joy. You know, I really want our people to feel joy. And and, and this is sometimes easier said than uh, said than done um, with the world as it is right now. But there is nothing more important to me. Um, you know, life isn't a rehearsal. So feeling happy as much as possible is something that I feel we have a right to feel and I really want want us to feel. Oh, brilliant thing to hear. So just as my final question for today, what's your promise, your personal promise to Mediacom in 2021? Um, well, I, I imagine it's probably the same as what I said to you last year, but I can't remember what I said to you last year. But I suppose I think before I answer it, I suppose there's something that to, to give some context to my promise. I wouldn't mind just touching upon people first, better results. Yeah. Um, because people first, better results is our mantra. Mm. And it has been ever since my time or ever since way before my time at mm. MediaCom. Uh, and now it sits alongside See the Bigger Picture. They go hand in hand. People first, better results absolutely remains our core belief. The thing that drives our culture and our behavior. And it isn't going anywhere, and it's got a very special place right at the heart of MediaCom. Um, see the bigger picture is our new vision. It defines what we do, and it's going to be vital to our success. So I suppose in a sentence, you could say, see the bigger picture is what we do, and people first better results is what we believe and how we behave. And I want I, I want to say that because I suppose my promise 
for 2021. And my promise forever, really, is that while, while I am in my position in this company, is that I promise that I will always put the people of Mediacom first in everything that I do and every decision I make. Um, and hopefully, <clears throat> I mean, you know me very well. Hopefully, you know, I will, will honour my word on that. I know that you will. That's, that's absolutely it. that's absolutely brilliant, Josh. Um, again, wonderful to hear from you. And um, thanks very much. Have a good day. Thanks for having me.